Mm-hmm. Why is this important? So I think Rob's right. Rob's right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's I'm how gonna, I that's you know, how isolate I that out of the recording and just have that on repeat somewhere. <laughs> just that as a clip, an audio clip. <laughs> This is why my wife doesn't do podcasting with me, because if she ever says I'm right, she knows I'm just going to isolate that. And, yeah. You know, that'll be the ringtone. You know, Rob's right. <laughs> yes, I am. Thank you very much. I've known this all along. No. Um... Rob's right. Yes, I am. Thank you very much. Rob's right. Yes, I am. Thank you very much. Rob's right. Yes, I am. Thank you very much. I did it that time. Yes, you did. You actually got a perfect sync there. I really paid attention, like super hard attention. <laughs> All right. Well, good job. Thanks, thanks. Good morning, Lindsay. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? Good. I have a book recommendation. Can I recommend a book real quick? But it's not book club. I know, but we can still talk about books, though. Actually, we need to talk about that, too. But it's too. not book club. No, we're talking about books now. This is what we're doing. But but it's not book. Club. But listen. Wait, what? All right, all right. Wait, wait, wait. Wait a minute. What? Wait a minute. What? You have a bone to pick with what my recommendation was? Is that what you're no, saying? No, I can't wait to read it, frankly. But I think we should tell people again, like remind people about this book because it's like a oh, tome. Okay, okay. It's like 800 pages long. So it is not a. It's a good. I can't book. wait to read it. Don't get me it's wrong, but I have to rag at you for recommending an 800 page uh-huh. book. That's all. I just have to tease you because it's what I do. So yes, I'm very excited <laughs> about Seven Eves by Neil. Something. Oh, now now you're making. Okay, me think. sorry, uh... Anderson or Neil, but it's Seven Eves and it's one word. You can't miss it. It's Seven Eves smushed together. So it looks great. If you guys want to participate in the book club. Get your copy of that, because we're going to be doing that in August. Give you a good head start. Neil Stevenson. Stevenson. Neil Stevenson. But, see, I want to read Leviathan's Wake before then, which is also oh. an 800-page book, so I've got a lot of reading ahead of me. Because it's... Okay, so anyway, I have a book recommendation, though. Real quick, if you guys like sci-fi and interesting, unique books, I am almost on a trilogy now, but the first book is called... The Knife of Never Letting Go by Patrick Ness. <laughs> oh, my lanta. It's so good and unique. You'll never read a book like this ever, ever again. And it's beautiful. So I highly recommend it. It's like this. It's about this colony on this other planet. And all the men's thoughts you can like see and hear. But the women's thoughts you can't hear. That's just the no. b- basic premise. No, it's no. amazing. No. You're such a pain in the butt. I, Do you know what? What? No, no. It's really good. That's like a nightmare. It, exactly. It's very interesting, and the men don't like it, and the women don't fare so well in this one particular colony. It's very interesting. It's super cool. So anyway, I. It's. All right. But, maybe. Maybe. But if you start it, you're really reading like a. I don't know, six, twelve, like eighteen hundred page book because each book ends like, oh, like you have to start the next one immediately. <laughs> so you're re- really reading. Anyway, we have a guest. <laughs> <laughs> wow, great transition there. You're, you're dodging that bullet. I'm picking you back up on that later. But yes, we do have a guest, <laughs> and I, I want to give a quick introduction to this guest. Uh, <clears throat> Remember how, like last week, I was saying with this guest, you're you're the 
You're the individual that I accidentally emailed when trying to email Lindsay of saying, I'm not sure if this is a real person, but it might be a spammer, but it's an interesting point and book that we could look into. Yeah. <laughs> this is that person. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Definitely didn't find me insulting accidentally. And I, when I realized what I had done, I was, it was definitely an, oh, God, I'm an idiot. <laughs> Why do people even talk to me? So, yes, we have a guest. Wonderful young man, Dylan. And uh, Dylan, I got, I've had a chance to talk with you a bit over the past couple of weeks. And uh, I've I really appreciated it because you and I are in similar fields in a way. Well, not in a way. We're both in youth ministry. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's how you connected with the 42. But also, you know, you and I swapped some stories, what's going on, life, oh, yeah. all, all of that. So... Tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you got going. Yeah. Uh, so, Dylan Scott Miller is my full name because no one can ever find me because Dylan and Miller, very common names, but that Scott in the middle usually helps people <laughs> figure out who I am. Uh, so, I live in Columbus, Ohio, and I've got two girls, been married for the awkward pauses I try and do the math in my head, almost seven years. <laughs> seven years in August. Um, which is fun and our girls are four and one Claire and Charlotte and um, we like to say that they're a, a little bit of sunshine a little bit of a hurricane um, they are they both experience the extremes in life they don't do anything halfway which I appreciate about them. <laughs> and then uh, yeah so I, I got my start in youth ministry and then uh, transitioned out during 2020 and now I, I do content marketing and content publishing and all kinds of fun stuff now, you emailed me from your work email. You want to t- say a little bit about what uh, what that content marketing is? Yeah, so DSM StoryForge, which is the DSM is my three initials, obviously. Uh, so what I do there is content marketing includes, I do blog posts, I do email marketing, I do some SMS marketing for some real estate investors, which is uh, a very interesting field to be in. I uh, really enjoy it. And I, I like to say I've written in everything from drapes to AI. And then I'm in the process, <laughs> the exciting process of positioning my company and splitting off doing a satellite company that will be like DSM Content Forge to do that. And StoryForge is actually going to become like my content publishing company where I will, I'm working with someone, for example, right now who's wanting to write, uh, do a self published book, but wants some help and then they want to publish it through my company um, and possibly in talks with someone else who wants to do a board game and kind of launch it and publish it through my my business and help them get that started and things like that so kind of positioning it that way with doing some some different content publishing and then i've written the book and then i've got some others in the works that i'm getting done and so that's all real exciting for me and i'm super nerdy in the publishing world i think it's so interesting and fascinating you you published a book i yeah i self-published a book uh ebook now and i'm in the process of getting everything set up for print and stuff okay what is this book about what's it called how can i get my hands on it (laughs) yeah no so i'm I'm glad you brought that so uh it's called pray um letting the lord's prayer shape the rhythms of your prayer life and so it was basically born out of a message series that i wanted to do in youth ministry and never got to because i've always had this fascination with the lord's prayer for the longest time, um, I remember I first my first introduction to the Lord's Prayer, my grandmother got me this, it was like a little um, marble base with like a little, 
like some type of metal boat on it. And on the sail was written the Lord's Prayer in the King James Version, which is kind of what I grew up knowing. And, and I got that when I was like six. And I remember I had that for the longest time and it finally broke one day. And so I don't have it anymore. But that kind of started my fascination with the Lord's Prayer. Then I was doing this message, transitioned out of ministry. And I had all these notes and I've always been interested in it. So I took it and wrote it. And basically I break down, even getting into a little bit of some of the Greek and stuff of the Lord's Prayer and kind of how do we take that framework that Jesus gave us and, and make it real practical? What does that look like to pray? Um, not just reciting the Lord's Prayer, but take the motifs and themes within that. Right. Use that as a, a framework for how we kind of model prayer in our daily lives. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. And so I've got it on. Um, I'll make sure you guys have the links to it. If I, if you guys have it and you want to put it in show notes, obviously. Um, I would love to just gift the the ebook to anyone for the 42. Um, but with the link, it's on dsmstoryforge.com slash products. And it's right there, front page. Um, and you can go purchase direct download on PayHip. And you click that link. And then you go and you purchase like you would. And then I've got a coupon code, which is the 42. And they'll get it for free. Cool. We have a coupon. Just my little gift. Yeah. <laughs> Just my little gift to all, all the 42 podcast listeners. Cool. So I, I have to admit, you and I talked about this about a week ago, a little over. And I, I got it. I printed it out. And I've had a busy week and a half. I've oh, got you nice. Sunday tomorrow. And I still technically haven't written down the sermon I'm preaching. Yeah. I've got the meat of it. I just I haven't put it on paper yet. Mm-hmm. So... It's there. It's in the, the stack of two reads. Yeah. Uh, and I will get to it. Yeah, I appreciate but, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited because it does look, it looks very good. It Thank looks you. interesting. <laughs> and it, it's one of those things that when I was talking to my wife about it, she's going, well, why haven't you written your books yet? Go away. Exactly, right? So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good question. But, no, I, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, you know, thank you for for doing that and sharing that. It you emailing me though from your work email because we yeah. get emails that are like, oh hey, we've listened to the forty two. It's always like bad English and grammar. Yeah, naturally. And you know, <laughs> we want to buy podcast and make you big and but you used good grammar, good English, <laughs> and it was you even referenced some things in episodes. So I was like, I I think this is a real person, and I think they actually listen. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe the scammer stepped up there. No, it's a real person. I'm an idiot. (laughs) It was very funny on my end to get the email and be like, hey, I think this person might be legit. But maybe they're a scammer. I was like, I think they meant to email someone else. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely did. My personal favorite, because I I do these blunders all the time. Um, I have no idea how I have my current job. (laughs) <laughs> because the chair of the interview committee for the youth director position I have, um, she has a name that's also very much a masculine name that mm. I've only ever encountered as a masculine name. So in the email chain that I have starting the interview process oh so many years ago, I typed, thank you, sir, mm-hmm. and got just one line back, I'm a woman. Mm. And I still remember going, yeah, <laughs> nope, <clears throat> that's a... Uh, that's not a thing I'll ever do. But eight years on, she's one of my most amazing church volunteer ladies of the church. Why do I think her yeah. name's Robin? 
uh, it's not. Weird. I really thought her name was Robin for some reason. Isn't that weird? I just, like, put that information, like, inception weird information in my head that's not even real, so. Oh. Sorry. Robin is my boss. She's the pastor of the church. Well, that's what I meant. I that makes sense. I guess that's what I said. That's what I meant. Yeah, so, Not your boss. No, boss. Pastor Robin, yeah, she started after I started. Oh. This was the interview committee, so oh. this is someone else. Oh. Different team. But no, Pastor it's Robin, like Kyle or something. she started like six months after. Yeah. <laughs> Kylie, Kyle, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> All right, anyway. <laughs> but no, I'm... Glad you're not a scammer. Glad you're here with us. I mean, I could be and, part of the long haul. Yeah, well, maybe you are. Who knows? But we'll, we'll deal with that when we have to. Anyway, one of the big reasons that I wanted to actually have you on, especially as we're talking Star Wars, is because actually it is kind of a, to assuage, assuage. Hmm? What's that word? It depends what you mean. Soothe my guilt. Assuage. Soothe my guilt. Assuage. Yeah, that oh, one. I don't know, actually. Yeah. Lindsay's the word person. Um, when we talk Star Wars, I always feel like a little guilty because it is definitely like a guilty pleasure, something I enjoy. And I feel like, you know, this podcast, we're trying to talk every aspect of life. But when we go Star Wars, I feel like some people are like, eh. Mm-hmm. You are one <laughs> of those people who, before listening to this podcast, is like, eh, Star Wars, right? Yeah. Is that a fair description? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But now you're you've been going through your watching, interacting, reading and getting into Star Wars. So I'd love to hear what is your opinion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> why this is now a thing for you, where you're at, uh you know, engaging with Lindsay and I, what what questions, what geekiness can we draw out? Oh, yeah. And yeah. How guilty yeah. are we of your obsession? <laughs> <clears throat> Honestly, so it's one of those things to give some background. I, my, one, my family, my parents were Star Trek nerds, okay? They went to a Star Trek convention before I was born. So we were a Star Trek family. So I remember my first memory of Star Wars anything was I think we went in theaters when I was maybe, I don't remember how old I was, whenever it came out, um, to see episode one because i remember jar jar binks being my favorite character because you know, i was a child <laughs> and then oh. uh, and then i don't so remember, many I don't, answers <laughs> exciting stuff and then um from there i don't think we ever went and saw another star wars movie i didn't see any of them until college and then someone's like you haven't watched star wars you got any i was like okay fine whatever and we binged them all in one day and it was awful. I remember being like, this is way too much. And, you know, I was doing homework and, you know, eating and other stuff and hanging out with people. So I really wasn't paying much attention. And so I was like, okay, Star Wars just isn't for me. Right. You know, whatever. And then, uh, but listening to you guys talk on the podcast, I was like, okay, they're getting real deep into the lore of things. And that's what I get obsessed about. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, these characters sound pretty, like, way more interesting than I thought they were. You know what I mean? And so I was like, you know what? I'll watch the movies and just see what happens on my own like after the kids are in bed and i just get to enjoy them and then i ran into what order do you watch the movies in and that is kind of the first question i want to ask for you guys what is the correct viewing order in your opinion 
for the first six movies. Go ahead, Lindsay. <laughs> oh, I don't think I'm the one to answer this question, Rob, but I... <laughs> I, I know you're not the one to answer this question, which is why I'm saying you go first because my answer will I know be I'm going to have an opinion. Yeah. <laughs> I think I would probably watch them how they came out. I think. Okay. I don't know. That's a tough question because if no if somebody's never seen it before and they watch the first three, it's sort of visually not as pretty as the other ones, you know? So I don't know, and I think uh, Rob's Rob's going to disagree with pretty much no matter what I say. <laughs> but I mm, I don't know. I I don't even watch the movies so much. <laughs> I haven't watched the movies in a long time. Fair enough. Okay. So this is this is I have two answers. <laughs> I'm not going to fight you too much, Lindsay. But if you are like a big Star Wars fan or someone who enjoys enjoys it. So you've already got an engagement in it. Right. You got to go one to nine. You got to go in order. If you're new to it, it's four, five, six, one, two, three, seven, eight, nine. Just to make it simplified. <laughs> I, I know. But it's... If you're new to it, you gotta watch that original trilogy. You gotta have what is the storytelling. Yeah. That is why do the prequels matter? Why do the sequels matter? Because mm -hmm. if you don't get that cultural moment that is four, five, six, you're gonna miss it. Yeah. Because if if you watch it in chronological order and you're entirely new and being introduced to it, you're like, why what's the gravitas about Jar Jar? Binks? Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. There's yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, because part yeah. of the if you're new to it, four, five, six. Part of the weight of episode one is the fact that you know Anakin is Darth Vader and he's this cute little boy. But I think if you don't know that, it's like, so why do we care? Why is this important? So I think Rob's right. Rob's right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's I'm how gonna, I that's you know, how isolate I that out of the recording and just have that on repeat somewhere. Just that as a clip, an audio clip. <laughs> This is why my wife doesn't do podcasting with me, because if she ever says I'm right, she knows I'm just going to isolate that. And, yeah. You know, that'll be the ringtone. You know, Rob's right. <laughs> yes, I am. Thank you very much. <laughs> I've known this all along. No. Um, but uh, I, I would love to say that you do, you know, if you're brand new to it, I'd love to say that, yes, you know what? You watch them in chronological order, but you miss you miss that aspect in just the movies that is Darth Vader being Anakin, mm -hmm. which is why you need to have four or five and right. six. Because you just yeah. you have to have... Because then there's that moment. What is the terror of Darth Vader? That right. moment. You've got to have that yeah. to then go back and even connect to Anakin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, yeah. the character doesn't make sense. Yep. Yeah. Now, once you get into it, you got to do one, two, Clone Wars, three... Bad Batch, Solo Story, which I did finally figure out officially that this is after, but we're recording before, which is driving me nuts. But Obi-Wan fits in after Solo, before Rebels. Okay. So episodes 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6 of uh, 
of Obi-Wan fit in before Rebels starts. Oh, yeah. So, which, where I'm at right now, I stayed up late, way too late, and watched episode three. Trying to get to the point this week where I've watched Bad Batch and Solo before Obi-Wan. So I'm trying to get there. Yes. I should probably watch that this week, too. Revenge of the Sith. I've actually... So what I've done is four, five, six, one, two, three. But I took a break. So after two, I watched Clone Wars. Basically everything in between two and three. Watched three. And now I'm in the process of watching Rebels. And when I finish that, I'm actually going to go back and watch 4, 5, and 6 to then just complete the journey. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Of, like, the entire kind of, like, timeline of stuff. Now, obviously, well, Obi-Wan fitting in there. <laughs> but you got to do, and it makes for a, a long night or a weird day, but you, you almost have to do Rogue One rolling right into a new hope yeah oh yeah yes that's the yeah i do need to watch Rogue one before i because that's my other and, thing and i haven't watched any of the new stuff i've so far i've oh, only okay. existed in the the universe of what has already been out so i'm kind of excited i'm getting more excited so, to do the new stuff solo you can get away with like not watching and be okay uh but rogue one you definitely have to watch that and roll right into watching A New Hope, especially now that you're you're getting it. Mm-hmm. You know, you okay, there's a lot of story here because mm-hmm. Rogue One draws and plays on all of the emotion that you've started feeling. And you finish that movie, and I mean, I'm talking about it, and I got goosebumps. <laughs> you finish it. Yeah. And the way they finish that movie, the way they they bring you in through the storytelling, through what's happening you're right there at the beginning of A New Hope going, what happened? Why? And when we went, because we went as a family, I like to try try and see the movies in theaters when possible. Uh, which I'm really thankful for because I got to see episode nine in theaters and then like the world shut down. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I miss movie theaters. I really do. Anyway. Um, where was I going with? Oh, so yeah, the the storytelling of that though it draws you right into the beginning of a new hope, and you're you're there, you're like emotionally there in the story. Mm-hmm. You get why Vader walking onto the Tantive Four is terrifying, even more so because of what just happened. You're you get why there's this desperate flight. That we only get a hint at in the original telling. It it's yeah. Alright, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. So I I picked on Lindsay a little bit about this last week with, you know, being on a podcast with a storyteller. <laughs> and this is something that I kinda want to even get your perspective on because yeah. I feel like ministry and youth ministry, one of the biggest things that we are in a lot of ways, is storytellers. Mm-hmm. Not that scripture is a story. I, and I hold on, <laughs> Lindsay. Lindsay with the finger. <laughs> yeah. So you can see, I, and one of these days we're actually going to do like a live stream podcast eventually if I can convince her to it. But you can see, <laughs> you see the facial expressions and why there are these weird conversational moments that you don't get. Because Lindsay's like, <laughs> or I'm over here doing, uh, you know, <laughs> we, we get weird. But 
I feel like the level of storytelling that is there to connect in with the level of ministry storytelling that that we deal with it, that it hits this sweet spot for me of culture and ministry and the number of times that you can tie ministry into the story and you know vice versa it, mm-hmm. I'm bringing it up because you you do storytelling mm-hmm. in advertising professionally I, so having engaged with that side of it where are you at what do you think yeah <clears throat> i mean there's a reason why they call it the skywalker saga right is it's not there's a there's a lot of characters but i mean for all intents and purposes this isn't a story you know and, and rob you and i have talked a little bit about my fascination is with the the specific transition of anakin to vader because mm. vader even says you know i killed anakin he's gone he's dead you know what i mean like that pivotal mm. moment, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. is fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. And this entire Skywalker saga, you know what I mean, all of this mm-hmm. is leading to that specific moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. And there's so much like, I mean, even just talking about, you know what I mean? I feel like I'm getting ready to dive into a sermon here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it overlaps so much with, with some of that and the storytelling and, you know, everyone... That, that interacts with these, you know, I think they love the, the characters, you know, different things like that of, you know, Anakin and Obi-Wan, of course, and even Qui-Gon and all these different things. But at the same time, the story isn't about them. It never was. You know what I mean? It's about this other central character. And another reason why I think, you know, you kind of have to watch four five and six first is because you're getting introduced to this character that you don't even know exists yet. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're being introduced to Vader before you realize everything about him. And then it's like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> you're reeling yeah. once you go back, you know? Yep. And so from a storytelling perspective, it's just incredibly well done. You, the bad guy, right, for mm-hmm. all intents and purposes, ends up being what will be the hero, maybe not the good guy, but the hero right. of the entire saga. <laughs> you yes, know? yes. Everything comes back to Anakin turning into Darth Vader and that moment mm. in all the different ways we can see ourselves and in all the different characters any good book any good story movie whatever has that we we try and connect with the characters right mm-hmm. and there's so many good ones and bad ones um even just you know uh, so the bad batch for example i really 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 liked because i loved crosshair <laughs> you know what i mean and he's he's the bad guy but then you find out uh, you know spoilers for anyone but then you find out that he was making his own decisions the whole time. And he's like, this is who I am. <laughs> and you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, and so there's so many good characters that you can connect with and relate to. And uh, there's, there's so much to, to dive in there, Rob. But yeah, it's, it's really well done. You know, people have their thoughts and opinions. I had my thoughts and opinions. But from a story storytelling perspective, it's cool. It is incredibly well done. Yes, incredibly well mm-hmm. done. Yeah. So, one of the things that I I love in how well George Lucas put the story together is that you know, as you're saying, you you start getting invested in what is the Skywalker saga, what is Darth Vader. Uh, you know, last week I'm trying to talk Obi-Wan, who is my character, and Lindsay's like, no, all I want is Vader, Vader, Vader. <laughs> yeah. It's not Vader, it's Obi-Wan. And I get it, we see Vader, but it's Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan is Darth anyway. Vader's foil. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> so, but the, the bit that I love is when you sit with it and you look at it, the original Star Wars, that original tr- trilogy, Darth Vader has like a total of 30 minutes of screen time mm-hmm. between three movies, and he is such a character and such a well-written character that it spawned the prequels. It spawned a whole culture. It spawned a whole geekdom mm-hmm. just in who is Vader. And, you know, you, you have the cultural moment that we all missed because we're all under mm-hmm. whatever it would be, like 45 or... No, it's a little bit older than that of, you know, oh, no, Vader is actually Luke's father. This mm-hmm. pivotal writing scene that was even kept secret and we understand culturally. <laughs> yeah. It, which, again, I look at and I go, the writing is just, it's always phenomenal because they draw you in. And even if you hated the prequel trilogy, there's some investment because you want to know. How? Vader Anakin. Yeah. You want to know. When the sequel trilogy came out, I, you know, I, I was a hater for episode one. It's not bad, but it's not my favorite. Episode two was getting better. But can we cut the romance? But now I understand. You know, each of these things is building to that. And by episode three, you're there. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. The storytelling is phenomenal to me, and that's one of the biggest things that I enjoy about Star Wars is they are trying to tell good stories. Which, to Lindsay's chagrin, which is also part of the reason why I'm not a like hater for seven, eight, nine. Because it's, hmm? uh, I think they're going to recover them somehow. I don't get it. Why am I a hater? I think you're... You're not a hater, but you want me to actually be, like, negative and critical no, of something. No, I don't. It's never what I said. I just think you're annoying because you won't even, like, think about it. You're just like, no, it's not my story. I can't comment. <laughs> it's not my story. They're going to recover See, it. that's silly. Them. That's silly. That's like, uh, See, that's what people do with Star Wars, like Shakespeare. There's a re. Okay, first off, this is what I've been having in my head to say. There's a reason that they have these books translated into Shakespearean and written as plays. Because they are that freaking good. Because they are Shakespearean in their gravitas, in their story ability. Ugh. Ugh. Okay. That having been said, do we criticize Shakespeare plays? Yes, we do. Yes. And that's okay, <laughs> yes. even though it's Shakespeare. We say, well, are we criticizing- look at how this director did this, or this interpretation of that, or whatever. So, yeah, your approach about, like, well, I don't know. Can't can't talk about that because it's not my story. And if I didn't create it myself, I have no right to comment and criticize. You know, if I didn't bake it myself, I'm just going to eat it. <laughs> I have some notes for you on it, your impressions of me. <laughs> It's not like I thought about that at all. (laughs) Yeah, it's not like that's been simmering under the surface for a while. With Star Wars, yes, you know what? It's not my story, but I trust... Like, John Favreau and David Filoni. Wow, how did I forget David Filoni for a moment? I trust what they're doing with... Everything that's precursor to seven, eight, nine right now. You know, Book of Boba Fett, uh, 
The Mandalorian, Ahsoka that's coming out. I I trust that they're going to in some way kind of draw seven, eight, nine and build it. Because you like look at the prequel trilogy. You've got one, two, and three, but they make one, two, and three better by adding Clone Wars in between two and three. They flesh out the characters that are Anakin better by Clone Wars. That's, so I trust that what they're that's... doing is they're going to eventually flesh out seven, eight, nine better somehow some way it's just a weird comment that's where i say i trust them you can enjoy what they do without trusting them like i don't trust anybody i lost you guys (laughs) we lost you too so we lost you we'll just (laughs) fill in the gaps in editing i guess that's being wonky that's me Dylan, you still there? Anyway. I'm still here. Yep. I didn't mean to hijack the conversation. And and just, you know, my part. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Sure you didn't. (laughs) All right. Just to verify, everybody's still recording as well? Yeah. Double check. Yes. Nobody's pulled a Rob from two weeks ago? (laughs) No. Accidentally stopped recording. (laughs) Accidentally pushed the red button. I accidentally stopped recording you on that... uh, and that whole Rob impersonation. Ah, fighting words. Yeah, you did? How do you do that? Ah. Hmm. Hello, Internet. Come back. There no, Rob. you're... Oh, whatever. <laughs> I'm editing this week anyway, so maybe I'll put you in chipmunk filter. How about that? sure you're saying wonderfully brilliant things (laughs) yeah yeah i'm i'm staring at my screen as it's being wonky all right are we stable i yes i think so i can hear you guys you're blinking that's the good news yeah okay that's how i tell when people are frozen is when they stop blinking (laughs) (laughs) they're either doing a hint of a lecture impression Ah. or something's wrong (laughs) See, he's not blinking anymore. <laughs> and uh, he's too smiley for a actor. Right. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks. I think. Maybe. Maybe. Would it help if I left? Because I don't right, mind so, leaving. <laughs> no, I. it's my internet. I, I'm being wonky. So, all right. I do have another question for you, Dylan. So far... With where you're at in interacting with Star Wars, is there like a favorite moment, favorite story, favorite like, or what's a standout yeah. for you? Yeah, so like I said, <clears throat> everything in my mind leads to that pivotal moment of, of Anakin becoming Vader. But so that whole that that moment of when you know one Anakin. Is burned up, but then when Palpatine is rebuilding him, you know, he says, "Where, you know, where is Padme?" <laughs> and he's like, "You killed her." You know what I mean? That yeah. moment is like to me, like yeah. probably. I'm still not convinced that that's the moment, but that's probably the best on screen we'll get to seeing that moment. To the actual so 
crushing yeah. of Anakin. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, but other than that, I loved, so I was obsessed with the Clone Wars when I started watching it. So like season one, I was like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this. I was like, this Ahsoka character. I'm not a big fan. I was the same way. I felt the same and, way. And man, let me tell you, I ate my own words with a spoon <laughs> by, by mm-hmm. the end of it. But season, uh, I think it was season five. Yes. That last couple of episodes. Yes. When Ahsoka's on trial and uh-huh. she's just about to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And Anakin swoops in and saves her, and, you know, we want to welcome you back to the, you know, she got kicked out of the Jedi Order, and he's welcoming her, trying to welcome her back. Yeah. And she says no. You know what I mean? Yes. Because to me, that is one of, I mean, Anakin's whole thing of, of how he got to be where he was in episode three was all the loss he's had in his life. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and Ahsoka's his first and only Padawan, you know? Yeah. And... To have her walk, choose to walk away from him like that. I don't think they had to show it very much in the show, but you could just tell. He failed her. Yeah. yeah. How crucial that moment was to him. Yep. And then you see it even more in Rebels that Ahsoka even realizes, you know, because she has this vision when they're in the Jedi temples of, of Vader and uh, in, in Anakin's voice, but it's Vader behind her. You know what I mean? Yeah. In, in this vision and saying, you, you left me. You know what I mean? And she's even realizing like... I might have been, you know, one of the nails in the coffin yeah. to, to seal his fate, you know? Yeah. Um, so that storyline to me, especially when you also fill that in with that scene from Rebels. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, so good. <laughs> it's interesting that Anakin slash Darth Vader, who knows that, who knows how long this transition took. I kind of think it was mm-hmm. transitional because in the comics, he has to um, build his own lightsaber, mm-hmm. and that's a huge deal for him. And that, to me, I yeah. think that's when um, he becomes truly uh, Darth Vader and rejects completely Anakin, except yeah. for maybe that little tiny speck. But, but aside, if you don't take into consideration the comics and just think about the show, um, mm-hmm. Clone Wars in particular... It's fascinating that Anakin went after Ahsoka at all. Mm-hmm. Because, yep. and I think that was Anakin. Is he hunting her? Is he finding her? Mm. And then he finds her lightsabers, and we won't know. We don't know why he was there exactly, you know? So yeah. that's interesting to think about is how how much Anakin was still in there at that point, and what would he have done if he found her? You know, yeah. would they have thought? Yeah. Well, because then it's what? Rebel is, is, I'm trying to remember the time frame. Is it 15 years jumps forward from everything yeah ish because leah's grown in rebels yeah she's like yeah 18 or 19 ish i think i remember reading somewhere what exactly how many years have passed and i can't remember what it was now but you know so he's had all that time to to really just become and embody lord vader (laughs) you know um yeah and so i think yeah I, i and so even when he senses ahsoka in that scene in rebels and he says, what do you say? The Padawan survives or something like that. Or mm. the Padawan lives. Or the apprentice, my apprentice lives. Something like that. Yeah. <clears throat> and I was like, oh, that moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wonder. Yeah. In his head, you know what I mean? Like, does that have any significance to him? Because then he has nothing. You know what I mean? And then when they're in the Sith temple and his Vader's yes. mask is cracked and you see it, part of his face. The symbolism! <laughs> oh, dude, it's so good. And then, <laughs> yeah. and then, 
she says, I won't leave you this time. And he says, then you will die. You know, like, oh, man. Yeah. Brutal. And even in Ahsoka's face, I think she expected something more, you know? Yeah. Of like, I thought I meant more to her or whatever. But and I think that's why when you get to four, five, and six, it's the revelation that his he did have a son and he survived. Yes. You know what I mean? And that his son wants him despite everything. Yeah. That is what brings him back enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and it's his, it's, it's Padme's um, death and the death of his children that are, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, that takes him like 70% of the way there. Don't you think? Like yeah. 80% of the oh, way yeah. there. And the thought that maybe there's redemption. Just that little speck. And you can see it in the way Darth Vader looks at Palpatine in the movies. Like, I don't know. What can you really read into a mask? And like, it's not like, it's just this pause. The pause before he says, yes, my master. Or whatever. It's like, "Mm, something's there. But maybe maybe it's hindsight 2020 type thing. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Well, and then I got real into the audiobooks. Yes. And and so I listened to... um, and then I found out that, because I didn't know this, because I'm just learning all this, I didn't know that there's like a whole thing that, that they've called them legends, yeah, legends, yeah. whatever, and so those are non-canonical, and I was like, well, why did I just waste my time reading? Uh, they were very good books, though. But one of them that I read was Lords of the Sith, and it's where well, that, Palpatine... That is invaded. canon. That, one's, that one is canon, yeah. yes, but a lot of the others I read, right. I ended up reading and ended up being legends, and I didn't know. But Lords of the Sith, you know, that whole relationship between Palpatine and Vader shows a lot too. I mean, there's, there's a whole thing of, you know, and then I think in the comics, they even revealed um, that Palpatine was, had a huge hand in Anakin, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. And so literally being groomed from birth, you know? Yeah. And that relationship. Um, and cause in Lords of the Sith, it's like, he basically had opportunities to betray Palpatine and Palpatine gave him opportunities to betray him. Huh. And I've always, that's, that's another, another set of characters I'm fascinated by. Like, why does Vader cling so closely to Palpatine? You know what I mean? Like, even in those, in that book, he even has thoughts of like, oh, I could totally do this. You know what I mean? He's yeah. like, I could totally do this right now. I think. But he rejects it. He's like, no, no way. I think it's because he thinks it's what he deserves. Partially. See, and that's kind of, that's kind of a little bit of what I was thinking reading that book because he was so loyalty among the sith you know one thing is just not there yeah <laughs> that's the whole point that's the whole master apprentice relationship is to kill the apprentice your master, kill yeah. the master. Yeah. that's the whole point of it um and then when he has these opportunities and he still refuses and that you know that book is placed if i'm understanding things right even um mm. i think from what i remember reading is it was placed somewhere in the movies not in the show so even a little bit farther into everything you know what i mean yeah and that is an interesting point because um i i can't remember if it was darth plagueis or one of the other ones but i i've read a lot of the books about the siths even though they're legend because i think they're just fascinating plus i think i think by the way just as an aside i think they're gonna cherry pick things from legends and put them and make them canon like they did with um, yeah. Master and Apprentice by Claudia Gray. That's canon for some reason. Not really sure why. Yeah. It's just like a random legend book. But um, my point was, Darth Pla- in Darth Plagueis, Plagueis, his apprentice is like Tenebros or something weird. 
and Tenebras' criticism of Plagueis, I can't remember his name. It begins with a T. His criticism of Plagueis is that Plagueis is taking forever to kill him. Like, it's been decades, decades, and and Plagueis' master is like, maybe he's not cut out for this because he's supposed to try to kill me. That's the whole point. And he takes forever, and it finally happens kind of by accident. Spoilers. Um, yeah, so, I read that one. So, but yeah. it's interesting, the length of um, Darth Vader and Palpatine's relationship is kind of getting along there. Yeah. And it's either that Palpatine is sort of the end of the Sith dynasty, like there is no more, and he doesn't intend to die, or something. Yeah. Like maybe he's changing things so so it's no longer that way. Yeah. What well, do you wasn't think? In Plagueis, well... in Plagueis, didn't he say specifically, like, that that was, Palpatine said that was um, Plagueis' whole problem. It's because he thought we were going to be the last two Sith. And Palpatine was like, you're an idiot. The rule of two will, you know, will always exist. You know what I mean? Like, mm. who do you think that you can rise above it? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I w- it would be an interesting thing, though, if that was where Palpatine was coming from. But I yeah. don't know. I'm not sure. Rob? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you haven't, sorry, my internet finally caught up. I've Good. been following the conversation. Um, you, you kind of get that answer in seven, eight, nine, though, especially in nine. So you haven't watched that. Yet. I haven't I'm watched it. Not to so give that's too fine, much yeah. away. Yeah, but you you start getting that answer out of seven, eight, and nine. You got to get through seven and eight. But in nine, it's huh, I wonder what's going on, which again is where I'm I'm expecting that they're going to fill in some of those gaps. Like when did this? Kind of. When did that plan? When was that initiated? Well, when he realized Darth Vader wasn't gonna take over? When he realized he wasn't worthy or something? You know? Yeah, uh, like how that plays out, how that rule of two plays out. Even they introduce that philosophy of you know I I am all the Sith and I am all the Jedi, and which is weird because how does that fit? How does that work? So there's, I think we're gonna get those answers out of like the extended media's like the books but also out of the shows as you know we were following the Mandalorian who that just finished with the new cloning facilities that they showed at the end of season two not trying to give too much away I'm there's nothing there that you're like oh that no, gives fine. answers I'm totally fine with spoilers I mean I didn't jump into Star Wars I'm... until <laughs> now so like... well, I, I know but <laughs> Like once you get in, so once you get past four, five, and six again, and you go into the Mandalorian and mm-hmm. Boba Fett, yeah. again, this is another like level of mind melting. And I'm not trying to give anything away, but at the end of season two, it's not a giveaway, but you're like, ah, more questions. Yeah, mm-hmm. I want answers. Yeah, because you know there's a cloning facility. Mm-hmm. So what's going on? How does this fit in? Yeah. Well, and I think that's what they it, did with the the other movies, right? Is these shows, Clone Wars, Rebels, you know, Bad Batch, they all... I mean, if, if those didn't exist, I don't think the movies would be as compelling. You know what I mean? It's, it really, they fill mm-hmm. in the gaps and flesh out the characters so well. Like, I feel like it's almost a hard transition to see Anakin in episode two and three. Like, because there's just like... It's a weird transition. Obviously, you're like, he went like way more extreme. Agreed. Episodes. You're like, what happened in between? You know what I mean? And then you watch Clone Wars and you're like... Oh. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> which is which is where Clone Wars is huge because it gives that that transition because if you just have the movies you're like Anakin went from so spoiled and whiny <laughs> to yeah. 
spoiled, whiny, and angry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Hayden Christian didn't have a lot of time to work with in fleshing out that character, which is why Clone Wars helped with that. Yeah, Hayden did great with it, mm-hmm. with the time he was given, but we need that extra bit to get from A to B. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. Well, and even... To their credit, too, like, I found this out recently. I read an article that for episode two, I don't know if you guys knew this, or maybe I'm totally wrong, too, but episode two apparently had an issue with the voice recordings, like, the the audio quality, so they had to actually go back and voiceover for, like, the entirety of the movie. (laughs) That's awful. Oh, man. Yeah. (laughs) That explains a lot. (laughs) Well, and that's the thing, too, is, like, because I always felt like everything was kind of off in episode two, and now I'm like, oh. They actually did a really good job considering they had to go back and do everything a second time just for the voices, basically. And not having that emotion in the moment, in the scene. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh, that would be rough. And they did pretty good with even getting the lip sync correct on that. Mm -hmm. Because that's... Yeah. Sport editors. Yeah. That must have been terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, so... Alright. Hmm. So, you you said you're finishing Rebels, right? Yep. So, I am just starting Season 3, and the Season 2 ending got me. Alright. <laughs> I, I kind of have to ask, because it's culturally there, and to a big degree, inescapable, but what are your thoughts and interactions looking ahead as you go past four, five, and six and into things like the Mandalorian, into uh, Book of Boba Fett, Mm -hmm. into seven, eight, nine. Mm -hmm. Like you've had to have heard some whispers more than me and the cloning facility reveal at the end. What are your thoughts? A hundred percent. So I, I think I, when I first, so I heard about Mandalorian Boba Fett, obviously, before I started even watching all this stuff. Like I said, I've really only been on the Star Wars, like, paying attention to a journey, like, two months. You know what I mean? Like, not very long at all. Really? Um, You're doing really yeah. good. <laughs> Thank you. I, I have this thing where I really deep dive onto things and become ultra fascinated with them. Uh, and so this just happens to be the thing right now. Um, but I, th- all things considered... I've heard enough, but I think I wouldn't, I was not at all interested, like, I was like, what do I give a crap about Boba Fett for? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I was like, I vaguely remember the costume, you know what I mean? And then when I watched the the movies even, I was like, okay, he's in there for like, I don't know, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, not all that long, you know what I mean? But then in Clone Wars, when you meet Boba, it's almost that moment of like, Anakin Skywalker Darth Vader and seeing him as a kid again and being like, oh man, okay. And then you follow him. Um, and was he in the Bad Batch too? Can't um, maybe briefly. I don't think so. The Bad Batch? Yeah, I'm drawing him like, mm. yeah, was he in there? I thought he had an episode. Maybe not though. Maybe just thinking Clone Wars. Because mm. he was in there for a couple episodes. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so starting to see that character. Now, I'm very interested in hearing about Boba Fett. And I've heard, you know, a couple different things. And obviously, um, like, I've heard maybe there's a crossover between Mandalorian and Boba Fett. Is that, am I on track? Okay, so I have heard that. Mandalorian, I haven't heard a lot about other than, of course, I work at um, 
a Lifetime Fitness, a gym, and they have a child care center inside so you can drop your kids off while you work out. And, you know, the number of kids that come in with Baby Yoda shirts on is yeah. insane. So, like, obviously, I've been introduced to Baby Yoda, and his real name is Grogu. Yeah. Right? Yep. Is, that, is that right? Okay. Well, that's really about as much as I know. And I've not heard, okay. honestly and truly, I've not really heard anything about 7, 8, and 9. So, when I was in youth ministry, I had two kids that were real into Star Wars, but I wasn't. And so, they would want to talk to me about 7, 8, and 9. Because that was like what they were growing up with, you know what I mean? But at the time, I was just like, I know nothing about Star Wars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so I have, I, I don't know much about, I know I've seen a video of um, Kylo Ren's betrayal scene, and that's about it, honestly. So I'm like, very excited. I'm super excited. I, about I liked characters. them. I liked them a lot. I thought they were really fun. They're good. And I like yeah. Daisy Ridley immensely. Like, she's fantastic. Oh, yeah, she's good. Mm-hmm. So. I, I remember this because kind of, again, that cultural moment to a degree because we were watching The Mandalorian as a family. Mm-hmm. And I remember that first episode of The Mandalorian and you, you've already met the character. Mm-hmm. But I had no idea what was about to happen. You, just It was entirely new. And they reveal Baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there with my kids and my jaw hits the floor. My kids are looking at me. I'm looking at them. And we're all like, what just happened? Why? You know, it just it, it was a huge moment for me. And my daughter, who entertains my Star Wars love, uh, it, it was a character that she jumped in and resonated with, yeah. with and loved. And, you know, my son and I love the story that introduces baby Yoda. Because you're like, oh, wow. Oh, <laughs> Shooting death and destruction. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I guess that's part of what I, I even love with Star Wars. Is it doesn't matter if you get hooked in with Darth Vader. You've got, you know, like Lindsay who loves Ahsoka and mm-hmm. lights up when we talk about Ahsoka, mm-hmm. and I ignore her. <laughs> you know, oh, Darth Vader I who love, brings everyone in. I love Ahsoka so much right now. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I like Ahsoka. She's a great and amazing character. But come on, space for me, it's the original Space Wizard, yeah. Obi Wan Kenobi. It's like. It's exclusive. See? It's like it's mutually exclusive, and you can't like more than one character at a time or something. I'm not really understanding that. <laughs> it's not like it it's is, not like a marriage. Only one good character. No. <laughs> Shots fired. Everyone watch. <laughs> so when I was, you in just youth don't want to be unfaithful student, to Obi Wan. <laughs> I don't. When I was in youth group, and as a student my youth director called me a serial monogamist okay so just because i'm that same way with my storyline character means nothing (laughs) i I, but no i i do love ahsoka i do love grogu and mando and boba fett but like obi-wan was that original space wizard who brought me into it and yes go ahead Lindsay. well i just had a revelation about why ahsoka is so much better than Padme because Padme never has a character arc. She is just Padme. Pure, lovely, sometimes brave, sometimes oddly fainting because, uh, I don't know, but Padme. Ahsoka has a very strong, very defined, beautiful character arc. She has flaws. Padme has no flaws. She's not a real person. I'm sorry, I was just thinking of why are they different? Why do I like Ahsoka more? And that's why. Obi-Wan 
has a character arc. He definitely changes, but not as much as Ahsoka. I liked Obi-Wan a lot more when I realized with, um, gosh, what's her name? Satine? Yeah. Yes, yes. When I realized. Oh, me too. Yeah, that he had, you know what I mean? Like, like he had at feelings. First, <laughs> oh my gosh. So my biggest thing with Obi-Wan all the way through until Clone Wars is honestly, Rob, don't hate me. I did not like him. I was like, I could take Obi-Wan and just kick him right on out of the series and be perfectly happy. You know what I mean? But in Clone Wars, yeah. one, I think he developed such a cool relationship with Anakin throughout that. I mean, it was very obvious by the end of Clone Wars that he knew. He knew Anakin and Padme yeah. were together. Yeah. You know what I mean? And more than just like having fleeting feelings. Like, he knew they were together. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, there's a scene where he's trying to sneak away and and talk to Padme, and um, I can't remember which clone was outside. Did you say hi to Padme for yeah. me? Yeah, he says, would you say hi to Padme for me? At least at least say hi to Padme for me. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> oh, he knows. Yeah. He knows. And I respect him so much for not saying anything about it. You know what I mean? Um, but seeing his relationship with Satine, I feel like flushed out his character so much. Yeah. Because he made that very difficult conscious decision I'm going to stay with the Jedi Order. And that corrected everything for him, you know? But, and, and this is this is actually where I love that story arc, where, you know, you have the rebellion that rises up and uh, Darth Maul is taking control. Mm-hmm. And it, it's the one where that all plays out. You see Obi-Wan go yeah. alone. Mm-hmm. You never see him go alone on almost anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He goes alone. There's no Jedi Order. Yeah. There's no Anakin. It's yep. just him mm-hmm. yep and that Th- whole arc of things, that's one of my favorite obi-wan episodes for sure yeah. but again that's part of the reason i love obi-wan because they bring this deep mystery to him whether mm-hmm. you know you have alec guinness who is a classically trained shakespearean artist who only has a short window of time to bring this depth and mystery to him to get you hooked in, to introduce the force, to introduce lightsabers, yeah. to introduce the struggle that is good and evil, and then to die. Mm-hmm. Right. And get you to go, wow, there's something bigger. I want more. Mm-hmm. And then you get more. Would... And it's only because of that that I think we have characters like Ahsoka, that we have characters like the the whole Satine story arc in Clone Wars that's of value because you have Obi-Wan who is bringing in that classic light and dark and hooks you into I want more which is why I love Obi-Wan hmm. but uh, Ahsoka is great I'm looking forward to the Ahsoka TV show hmm. I'm looking forward to that part of the reason I don't like Ahsoka right now is because she is the flipping hold up to answers about Thrawn and Ezra oh yeah she's the gatekeeper <laughs> I don't like a gatekeeper to my stories. I want answers. Mm. You have not given me answers. You were in two different episode shows of things, and all you did was look awesome and do awesome and not give answers. (laughs) So I'm mad at Ahsoka. I think Rob needs a minute. I love Ahsoka. I'm just... (laughs) (laughs) Is my internet going to stop working again? (laughs) Yeah. So I just I want answers to Thrawn and Ezra. I just found out about the Ahsoka TV show like yesterday, by the way. Like I don't know. Like I said, I'm still like I'm missing all this stuff. I'm still trying to catch up, you know. But I was like, there's gonna be an Ahsoka TV show. Um, So Mm -hmm. I'm excited for that. I 
So if it's of any help, oh, go ahead. Well, Lindsay. I need an. Emo- I I don't know if I. Like, I don't know how else they would do it. Because I guess she looks like Ahsoka, but I just like the cartoon Ahsoka so much better. <laughs> yeah. I and I don't. It the transition is a little. Some of these live action transitions from animated characters first have been not my favorite. Some have been done well. Um, like I saw a picture of Cad Bane and I was like very impressed. The Grand Inquisitor, I'm thoroughly, deeply unimpressed with. <laughs> yeah, same. Um, the picture I saw of Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka, I was like, it's just it's it feels like it's almost there. Like I don't, I can't tell. What? Sorry, my child's screaming in the background. <laughs> That's okay. Children, you know? But I don't know what's exactly missing from the... You know what I mean? But it's just... Yeah. It's well, almost like that uncanny valley where it's just like it's so close. And I, now I just don't like I it. I think part of it is we have so much time absent. So much time mm-hmm. that we... Unaccounted timeline for Ahsoka. And you, yeah. and so she doesn't feel like Ahsoka because she's not really Ahsoka anymore. She's somebody else. So yeah. the, I think the, the the struggle of the show will be connecting the Ahsoka we know and catching us up to why she looks and acts the way she does because she doesn't act like Ahsoka. She doesn't look like Ahsoka. I mean, I mean, in her face, in her body language, she doesn't. She's not soft like Ahsoka was soft. I don't know how to explain that. I don't mean to be weird, yeah. but. Uh, like something different and I think that's going to be the thing is we need to catch up why is Ahsoka the way she is what's happened to her you know Yeah. so alright alright contrary opinion I actually love Rosario Dawson wrong. Rosaria thank you I, I love her portrayal of Ahsoka in the live actions uh, the headpiece isn't quite right yet I've seen that and it's eh we're getting close on that they've gotten better with that from Book of Boba Fett and but I really love her portrayal of it because it feels like it's an older, wiser Ahsoka. Yeah, that's what I said. And <laughs> the only thing that I, I will say would be is problematic is, you know, you have the Ahsoka from Clone Wars who is extremely gymnastic and we haven't seen that. It feels like she's a slower, sleepier yes! Ahsoka. Yeah. Yeah. But I think they're bringing on the wisdom of who she is against the gymnastic of who she is. Yeah, I get that. But And she's so feisty and funny and sparky. She's like, ah, she's such a, I don't know, spitfire, I guess, for lack of a better expression. But, I mean, it, she just seems very sedate. And um, I get it. She's trying to, like, she's, because when they put her in a scene with Luke Skywalker, she has to have a certain amount of gravitas because Luke has a lot of gravitas. He's like Luke Skywalker. So you can't have her and him together and she be all like um, goofy and, or not goofy. Goofy's not the right that, word, but that, like, she has a sense of humor, you know? Rosario does not. That, that's a bit of a big spoiler and he hasn't watched that yet. Oh, that's okay. I'm here for I it. I am so it. sorry. <laughs> that's all right. I'm here for it. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm trying not to give those things away because when you, when you do meet... So you do meet Ahsoka in The Mandalorian <laughs> and in Book of Boba Fett. That's okay. Now I'm excited. <laughs> and, I mean, the first time you see her in Mandalorian, you're like, oh. Yeah. Because they do reveal her in, like, that classic Star Wars-y kind of way. And you're like, this is... it. 
Have you watched the movie uh, Aliens? Oh, yeah. I've got an alien graphic novel right behind me. <laughs> there you go. So you, you know how that plays out where it's, you know, you're you're fighting against this unseen force and the, the Marines are just disappearing. Mm-hmm. Whoop, there goes one. Mm-hmm. Whoop, there goes one. And you know it's that's how they introduce Ahsoka. Oh, that's so cool. You see well, in her live two action, s- lightsabers. You're, you're watching the scene. The white well, ones? You don't even get that. You're you're yes, watching you do. and you're like, oh, geez, that guy just died. You see the lightsabers. Not until... Not until, like, the middle. The guys start disappearing. At least this is how it plays out in my head, in my memory. <laughs> no, because they're watching but, from the wall. You, know, you see the... They're, the guards are watching from that no, wall. No, no, no. They're... No, yeah, they are, but you see it from the perspective of the guys in the field first. Huh. I... It plays out like a classic horror movie. I'll have to go back. you're rooting for the alien this time, and you're like, yes! Hmm. I know who that is, uh, I think. See? And then they reveal the lightsabers, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> huh. I love it. So I do love Ahsoka. She is a magnificent character, but she's the gatekeeper to a, another character that I have a lot of love for and I want answers to. Yeah. I, 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 have, so. I have a theory. I don't see what you guys think real quick. So Ahsoka, obviously, is Anakin's Padawan. They show a lot of, like, they're on the same kind of track. You know what I mean? Thinking about things and processing things. You know what I mean? And then, you know, you jump forward from Clone Wars to Rebels. Um, something that I've always wondered, and I think you guys have discussed it on the show before. Why is Darth Vader and Obi-Wan Kenobi's final battle, like, so... Lame. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? And I think... Sorry, screaming over here. They're getting a bath. That's, okay. why, that's why the kids are screaming. It's bath time. They're having fun. And probably being crazy. But then in Rebels, I think you can see... A, so Anakin was always flipping. You know what I mean? Like He was always doing crazy things. He was jumping around, just moving, you know, all kinds of crazy. Yeah. First time he's introduced in Rebels, right? And he's going up against uh, Kanan. And... Um, Something that I kind of picked up on right away is it was much more that Vader that you see in 4, 5, and 6. Ah. Because he's just staying in his ground. You know what I mean? And Kanan's like throwing himself at him. And then Ezra's trying to help out. You know what I mean? And Vader's just there. And then you see him at the Sith Temple, right? That scene I mentioned before. Yeah. And Ahsoka flipping around, jumping over him. And Vader standing his ground. You know what I mean? And so to see... To hear Ahsoka more, much more that way of just like standing her ground and not being as like okay. so much movement, you know what I mean? Is this theory has been cooking in my brain, right? Is I think that they're really putting Vader and Ahsoka because they've made Ahsoka a much bigger character, you know what I mean? Like she's gaining so much traction because I didn't even know she was going to be in Rebels, you know what I mean? And I was like, oh, and now she's like kind of a big character in Rebels, and you're like, okay, so they're really still. <laughs> Yeah. tracking on with her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now to hear that she's in some of these other ones, my theory, my theory feels a little bit more validated of they're really positioning these two, uh, you know, to kind of be complementary to each other in a lot of ways. And so I wonder if that's what happens. You know what I mean? Like you rely less on the, the trickiness and the jumping around and things like that. And so you can... More on the force? As, yeah, they're relying more on just like being comfortable and who they are, where they are, and, and being able to use the force. You know what huh. I mean? Not, so it's kind of a natural progression. Not so much like puppies, you know, like how puppies are like at, yeah. at two, they're like, they're like bouncing <laughs> yeah. all around and running around the house. And, but now they're like yeah. mature, much more yeah. grounded. Well, 
And even think of, like, in Lords of the Sith, in the book, right, he talks several times about how when Vader really needed to perform, he would, you know, focus on his rage and his anger and things like that, and he would sink deeply into the Force. That phrase was like yeah, 12 times in that book. You know what I mean? Yeah. He sank deeply into the Force or whatever. And, and I think that's kind of it. You know what I mean? Like, that heaviness, anchoredness. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I no longer need to be the guy who jumps and flips around and does all these crazy things. I need three. Give me three strokes of my lightsaber and you're done. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. That, you know, that much more confidence and reliance on, on the Force and becoming really one more and more with the Force. Huh. So maybe Ahsoka's getting to that point as well. That's I can't speak for it, but I'm wondering. See, I would almost blame his <coughs> lack of gymnastics with the amount of um, fancy word for prosthetics. Uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, his not yeah. having legs and uh, yeah. arms and all that stuff and how what what does that machine feel like on his body and how does he control it? Mm-hmm. But also, why can't he use the force to use it? But... So yeah. Uh, so there's no reason. In Lords of the Sith, I think they address it because I think I remember them saying he was talking about Vader was using the Force and the men were like, he's running like you know faster than any you know what I mean like that's not holding him back you know what I mean like I think it is a when he sinks deeply into the Force he can do these things yeah he just doesn't need to anymore yeah <laughs> you know what I mean like so no I but I actually think you're onto something because even when you play out. And you get into the sequel trilogy. Think about episode 8, Kylo Ren, and that last battle in episode 8. Trying not to give things yeah. away. Who Kylo is fighting isn't jumping around, isn't fighting hard and heavy. Yeah. They're fighting like a tank. Kylo is the one that's being quick. Kylo's the one that's putting more energy into... Wow. Raw, and that Wasteful, seems to be the almost. arc that they, except for, and there's one exception to this, but it might fit into the middle of the story, where it's that final battle with Obi-Wan and Anakin mm-hmm. in episode three. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a lot of jumping, lot it's of a jumping. lot of saber flashing. It is, but because of the where they're fighting. Think of Obi-Wan in that, and he's more often than not the one standing his ground. And Anakin's the one just going crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Partially true, be- because they do start in the building on Mustafar. But, and there's no like massive jumping and flailing, but there's a lot of lightsaber, mm-hmm. not just single strokes, yeah. not just strategic. And, yeah. But there's a passion to that argument. Right. Argue, well, you, exactly. That's it. Is that yeah. you think about the amount of pathos in that yeah. fight. They weren't, I mean, through the roof. They are not sunk in the force. They are, I mean, except for like the jumps. The jumps are crazy, but, and maybe the speed of the fight is forcey, but it's a lot of just, ugh. Raw passion. I mean, yeah. Obi Wan says it best. You were a brother. Yes. <laughs> you were know? yeah. my brother. <laughs> so. But no, I, you might be onto something with that, though, where there's a, yeah. I mean, my one thing that I would say that maybe contradicts my theory a little bit is if you remember in Clone Wars when Sidious comes for Maul and Savage, because he's coming in hard and fast at these two, and they quickly realize there's like 
they are outmatched and outclassed in every possible way. But even then, he's really only... I don't know. He fights with a class, though. Yeah. Because he is... He, he is one of the most interesting little side stories of Star Wars in its way because he's a he's a count, he's aristocratic, he's a Jedi, and a Sith Lord. So when I see him in his fights, I always put them in a different category because mm. it feels like the fight that he's supposed to have is something that is classic. Aristocratic oh. and like not even something he even yeah. learned in the temple, but something he acquired at Sereno. You know, mm-hmm. right, and and that's even in that fight with Asajj and uh, oh, I can't remember. Ventress. Uh, yeah, but e- even that fight, I mean, you you see, there's a refinement in his movements, and he's energetic and quick, quicker than you expect from Dooku. But I I don't know, it's refined. That's yeah. how I view it. Yeah. yeah. It feels very so That's my running Bringing it full circle for you. It feels very French. Lindsay. And it doesn't <laughs> And it doesn't mean it's a hard and fast rule. I I think I agree with you, but I don't think it's like applied strictly. I you know, no. because then look at Yoda. Yoda does a lot of spraying around, but that's cuz he's so oh, tiny, yeah. you know. Well, so And part of me thinks well, in but, the Clone Wars they express that though. Is he was very he had a lot of um discord in his you know, in, in deep down about the Clone Wars specifically, because that's kind of how they ended, you know, the original ending of the Clone Wars with season six being the end. Yeah. That they wrapped up with him really becoming, you know, figuring out how to be a force ghost and yep. you know, whatever, but really coming into more of a centered of like who he needs to be yeah. in the force. But the, the thing you see with Yoda, though, again, episode three is, well, episode two and episode three, the lightsaber is the last thing he goes to draw on. Mm hmm. Yeah, he's always trying to use the force and not be movable. Mm-hmm. But he always reverts back to that lightsaber, so he's always going back to that. Mm-hmm. And even the fight between Palpatine <coughs> and Yoda at the end of Episode Three is slower. Yeah, it is. It, it's there's still the acrobatic side to it, but it's a slower kind of yeah. It's a little more tankish and. and you see that developing with Obi-Wan, or not Obi-Wan, Vader, where he just becomes this immovable force where he shows up and you're dead, mm-hmm. effectively. Um, but we, we do need to wrap up. Yeah. And I'm going to wrap it kind of with re- referencing you to this, and we posted this before in the show notes as well. Uh, if you go onto YouTube and you search Vader Obi-Wan fight reimagined, mm-hmm. there's a YouTube that's really good that kind of keeps that level of it's a tank fight effectively two juggernauts of the force but it's a little more than it's more ding more fun yeah ding yeah yeah okay so i i watch that now when i go back and i watch episode four i'm like okay here's the fight hit pause go to youtube yeah (laughs) come back watch the movie yep i love it that's one of those little crazy hi i'm insane but so yeah i all right, I enjoyed this. This is yeah, this fun. was a neat conversation, especially you know interacting with someone who's newer to it and why, where, how the story pieces that brought you into it. And you know, for Lindsay and I, it's Star Wars, but there there are always stories that draw people into, and I love hearing that. Mm-hmm. So, and I love sharing that. Me too. Yeah, yeah, it was a blast. Yeah. 
I had a lot of fun. Learned Dylan, you want to finish with any uh, any information? Any last bit? Any last thought? No, I don't, I don't think so. Like I said, um, I'll make sure you guys have the link, and I would love to just for anyone in the Forty Two podcast, you know, that um, you know finds himself to be a believer and wants to read a book on prayer and, and whatever. That's the gift to you. Just remember to use the coupon code uh, the Forty Two that I've got set up for you guys, and I'd love for you to have that. Cool. Thanks. Thank you. Of course. And Dylan, uh, I I think it's safe to say you're not a scammer <laughs> at this point. I I think it's safe to say. You know, we'll think, see about the long haul. You on know, that. you never know. No, <laughs> <laughs> but hey, you know the the invitation stands to anyone. You guys are all always welcome to come and join us. Talk about talk about your stories, what you're excited about. We we love interacting. So yeah, thank you, Dylan. Of course. My pleasure. Thank you, guys. All right. All right. I'm going hiking now. Have a good week. Oh, all right. Go hiking. (laughs) Bye. See ya. See you guys. You too. Yep. Thank you for listening to the 42 podcast. Please take a moment to like and subscribe. And if you want to join in on the conversation, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter to add your voice to the conversation. Thank you.